Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Kearns. I am your host here each and every week as we do our best to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who bring your favorite beers and breweries to life. It's that simple, folks. So just thank you, and you, and you, and you, for taking the time to join us here. It's really exciting. We are up to episode number 29, Bente y Nueve, featuring the talented, the one, the only, Mr. B.J. Wheatley, art director for RAR Brewing out of Cambridge, Maryland, R.A.R., Real Ale Revival. I had the pleasure of visiting RAR while I was on a business trip, and as we will talk about later in the episode, we'll just get around the forefront, best goddamn crab cake sandwich ever. Done and done. The bar is set. That is the crab cake sandwich by which all crab cake sandwiches will be judged. So we've got that out of the way. And the beer is damn good too. So we want to thank BJ for making himself available to join us. It was really great to catch up with him. Really like what he's doing down there. Had no pretense. Had you know limited experience with the raw beers. Had a few via some trades. The open road took me down there. It was great to, you know, head down there, spend some time with the the staff and the crew there one night, and it was just a, a lot of fun. And, you know, thanks to, to DJ and BJ and the crew over there for, you know, making me feel at home. It was a lot of fun. And just a great experience. The, the Like I said, I would known about the beers, but there's so many great beers out there, it's not always easy to get your hands on them. And so it was good to get down there and have them right you know, right there in person and see the see the artwork in the studio, see the, you know, the vibe of the, the tap room. You, know, you can see the, the tanks and, you know, the, the, the tasters, and it was just uh, just a lot of fun. So really, we just wanted to thank everybody for the hospitality down there. It was, uh, it was much obliged. Got some, got some new gear. Got myself a uh, puck face shirt. We'll talk about that later on. If you know about the the legendary Billy Ripken uh, baseball card as a kid growing up, that's a it's a great great reference there. And so, just had a lot of fun. So we really do appreciate that. You are listening to the 16 Ounce Canvas. If you'd love to find out more information about us, you can check us out via all the social platforms. 16ozcanvas.com is our website. You can find that 16ozcanvas on Twitter, Facebook, the Instagram. We want to thank everybody who participated in this 16-ounce doodle or dive for the month of September. Huge uh, nod of the cap, a uh, little, little bow, little thanks to the one and only Mr. Robbie Davis, who we interviewed uh, several months back, who does the, the great work with Against the Grain in Louisville, Kentucky, who helped uh, put that together. It was through our interview with him that we were inspired to see if we could team up with Robbie. It was just a great success. Over 750 unique posts using the hashtags 16OZDoodleOrDie and just some amazing work from folks all around the country. So thank you. Thanks, and thanks to those who participated that, like myself, made shitty art. You know, I think we should applaud those who are great artists, but folks like myself make shitty art. And so it was nice. I mean, you know, when I was 
traveling, especially uh, recently, you know, stopped into a Walgreens or a CVS, you know, someplace like that. And I was like, you know what? I got a little sketchbook, bought myself some colored pencils, you know, some, some Sharpies. And I just had a great time. It was, it was awesome. And so it was really exciting. I was really proud of that stuff. You know, I kept all my drawings. And so I just really was nice to kind of feel like one of the, one of the gang, you know, in that regards. So again, whatever you're doing out there, you know, keep throwing up the 16OZ canvas hashtag. We'd love to hear from you. And we're hopefully getting new uh, new listeners each week. So if you're new to the program, you know, enjoy. Sit back, relax. Like I said, we're listening to episode number 29, which is the 29th episode. More than I thought we would have here. And so we've got a lot of great artists, a lot of great experiences. And this is a... Really one I think you'll enjoy, you know, BJ has got a, definitely a, a personality, but he's got a good story, you know, how he got into art, you know, what he was doing before he teamed up with the crew over at RAR, and I, I just really liked it, you know, I just really was, uh, it was warming, you know, he's energetic, he's fun, you know, and um, hopefully we can uh, crush some beers in the future, but episode number 29, Bainte the 16-ounce canvas, BJ Wheatley, you're listening to him right here. Enjoy, folks. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Excited to have with us today BJ Wheatley. We learned of BJ through his work from Raw Brewing down in Maryland. Uh, really excited to have you uh, on the show today, BJ. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. And have to thank you. I guess this is as close in person as we got for now. Uh, I think we, we started texting, you know, and then started sending each other selfies. No, I'm just kidding. But um, we started texting each other after I was in Maryland. Uh, the road kind of brought me there through work. And we missed each other tonight, but I had a great time at the at the brewery. And it was just a great experience. And we've been talking ever since and trying to line this up. So this is kind of the next phase. And I think, you know, step three will be us getting, you know, crushing a, a, a copious amount of beer together and having a good time so i look forward to that we've really, we've really bonded yes yes he's, if i were, yeah he's my uh, exactly i'm gonna be in his wedding in the fall so it's gonna be wonderful i'm already married i know i'm just kidding. A... i know i know <laughs> i can i can edit, i can edit things out so it's all good that, that, that bad joke will I'll, <laughs> I'll just have you laughing and then i'll, I'll overdub it and it'll sound great there we go so, yeah, so BJ, for everyone, for, you know, the folks who, you know, maybe don't know of your work or know of the brewery, um, it was nice because, like I said, I, I'd reached out to BJ before I even had the beer. I think I had one or two uh, through some trading and whatnot, and, and so I really liked what your you know, your artwork you're doing down there, the the style and the vibe of the place, and so that was kind of cool to, we really say we're beer agnostic, so it was really kind of actually put it into action. We really had limited experience with the brewery and so we really just kind of dug what you were doing and so it kind of actually was like the perfect storm so that was awesome cool cool glad you uh glad you enjoyed your time while you were there i'm sorry we couldn't hey couldn't get up and yep being a grown-up we try yeah being a grown-up sucks sometimes so it's it's good if i'm on if i'm on the road i don't you know have uh i have less responsibilities in the evening so i, I totally understand and um but anyway before we go down a you know go down that path i just want to kind of Give give some background about yourself, BJ. Kind of how you got into art. You know where where it all started, and we'll kind of see where we go. Oh man! All right, I'll, I'll be short and sweet. 
Um, or you could be long and boring, I, whatever I, you want to go for. It's fine. Nobody wants to hear that. I was a wee lad in, in kindergarten and uh, discovered that I really like drawing things. And uh, the rest is history. Now, uh, so I um, I don't know. I kind of all, all through all through grade school, you know, in high school, um, really found a you know drawing and painting and you know any any form of art as a uh, you know as a as a cliche as it sounds a kind of escape or a way to express you know how I was feeling. Um, I wasn't sure if I was really any good at it or not, but you know I had people tell me I was, so I decided that all right, well I'm going to I'm going to go to college and and be a dreaded art major and see how that that pans out for me. Um, so going through college, I was, I was big, you know, fine arts major and a education major because I wanted to teach um, because they say, if you can't do anything with what you're good at, you can always teach other people to get better at it. So that's, a, that's kind of how I got really into the art vibe. Um, college was fun. I did Everything from painting and drawing to photography, graphic design, sculpture, ceramics. I mean, you name it, it's kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. Um, but really, uh, really always fell back on on drawing in a in a graphic aspect. Uh, I hate graphic design. I hate using computers. Um, I, I prefer the free form of literally I'm going to draw everything out. And then scan it in and and mess with it that way. Um, so everything I do is is drawn out, you know, by hand, you know, through whatever crazy shit's going on in my head, uh, or whatever designs are thrown at me. Um, but after college, I realized that fuck, I I was an art major and I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. So I fell back into a uh, a cushy little um, terrible desk job for about two years and then finally applied to uh, teach and ended up teaching at a uh, behavioral center for about five years uh, working with kids with um, behavioral issues uh, psychological issues um, learning disabilities etc a lot of these kids were coming to the school uh, as a residential school uh, so they stayed there. So they were coming. It was more or less like a mini detention center slash kind of like a psych ward. So I found uh, teaching uh, teaching this type of kids was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it for about the first four years I was there. And it wasn't the kids that got on my nerves. It was the uh, the higher ups. And, uh, you know, it was really kind of growing, growing tired of it. And that's when I kind of it's funny. I somebody I posted a drawing I did on Instagram uh, based off a little uh, little black submarines by the Black Keys. And uh, Chris, one of the owners of RAR and a uh, high school friend of mine, was like, "Hey, I dig your work. Um, we're looking into possibly opening up a brewery in Cambridge downtown, um, and we need somebody to kind of bust out some." Um, some logo branding for us. And uh, so I kind of, you know, 
triggered that with between me and him and and the other uh the other co-owner and friend of mine jt um so we all know each other all growing up together but they kind of sparked the whole hey uh do you want to do some drawings for us so you know that kind of started everything then they bought the building and the next thing i know i'm helping them with demolition and building the place out and helping with designing the tap room and and getting the place up and uh operational and now almost shit i guess be a little over four years we've been open um i've been with them since day one and have kind of been doing everything everything since so, i mean that's kind of from where it all started to where i am now that's a great story yeah I mean, my wife's a school teacher so we always have a special place in my heart for for teachers and a lot of times to your point it's not the uh the kids it's kind of the um hopefully her principals and stuff are listening but you know the administration and that and you know yeah that's all i need is her to she has enough shit to, <laughs> enough shit to deal with be like oh yeah principal was listening but um yeah i just think that the grind of the teachers it's the most one of the most important jobs it's the most but definitely the most underappreciated job out there and then you're working with special needs kids on top of it. You know, I think that to have that connection and be with them for so long, I think that's really, you know, that's really admirable. And I don't mean that in like a pity those kids kind of way. I just think that good people, you know, can impact those kids in a, in a positive way that they maybe don't always get. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and honestly, a lot of them used, you know, like I said, I was teaching, I was teaching art, um, middle school and high school. And, um, you know, with, with another teacher in a class and you could only have eight kids in a class because it was so one-on-one you had to kind of, you know, be there. They really used art much like I did, which, you know, kind of back to what I was saying was, you know, they used that as an an outlet, a coping mechanism, you know, any way for them to get out what they're going through or have been through, like, you know, so they really, they really took it in stride and it was cool to see some of these kids who really struggled with everything else use, you know, the art of medium to, you know, let out what they are thinking or feeling and, and whatnot. So, I mean, it was, it was cool. It was, it was definitely a cool experience. I'm glad I did it. I'm also glad I'm not doing it um, because it was a wear and tear job that you brought a lot of it home with you um, to where now I, I draw labels and bring home a beer with me. So it a, it's a good exchange. Yeah, exactly. I think that, yeah, those kids, especially a lot of them are nonverbal or, you know, they're kind of written off if it's a, you know, if they've gotten in trouble before, you know, to kind of be able to do that, you know, they use that in art therapy and stuff like that. I think it's great. Right. Absolutely. That's what I mean. I, yeah, I had no idea about that, man. So that's really, that's really uh, insightful. I think. Uh, now you know. I, now you know. And they have a little rainbow, yeah. little rainbow go across the screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so for all the folks at home, I, I didn't, I wasn't sure to many either. I mean, I guess I could have done some work before I got there, but you know, it stands. The, the RAR stands for Real Ale Revival, and I'm a kind of like a tech nerd at heart, and so I thought, I was like, oh, maybe it's like those RAR files where it's like, I was like, was, I think it was DJ or one of the guys behind the bar was like, no man, it stands for Real Ale Revival. I was like, all right, uh, I'll have another. I sound like an idiot. I'll talk to you later. It's not a JPEG. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm like, uh, anyway, but yeah, if you've ever, if you've never been there, it's a it's a great spot. You know, it has the 
as the, the, the bay doors kind of open up and it's right there on the, just right there in the community and your artwork is everywhere. Your artwork's all over the walls when I was there and we'll, you know, you have one coming up shortly, but there's some of the work that you've done from, um, you know, one of your pop-up art shows, kind of a throwback to some Nintendo stuff, which I was totally geeking on. And, uh, I just really, it just really kind of, you kind of, it makes sense that the owners found art to be important because it's, it's like the place is actually like a growing piece of art. You can see the walls there's, you know, I can imagine, you know, you're, you're continually putting stuff there, just kind of expanding upon it. So I think it's great. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, I never thought of it that way. It is, I guess it is a growing piece of art. So it's, uh, yeah. So it's all of the vinyls and, you know, that we put up of all the logos for each beer that we've done. And we periodically throughout when we were running out of room, but, uh, typically throw up these, these vinyl, uh, die cut, you know, logos up on the, the wall. And it's, it's always been cool to walk in there and see all the, uh, all the different beers that I've been able to design logos for. I mean, that it's always cool. Um, you know, people are always like, Oh, like, like, how do you feel about your, your stuff being all over the, all over the walls and everywhere. And it's still kind of a, a, a shock to me and a, a, you know, a little mind check of, Oh, you, this is what you've been doing the past four years. Cause it's literally, it's, it's all over the place. So that is, that is very cool, and, and to hear somebody call it a, a growing piece of art is pretty pretty badass. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man, it was great. That's kind of I was like I was like a kid in a candy store. I was just kind of checking it all out, and even you've got murals from other folks, which I think is really cool. I mean, I think from artists to to bring in somebody else to do work is a tip of cap to that. But I like to think that what we're doing here is kind of by you know honoring or calling out folks like yourself you know we're trying to tip our cap and it was nice to see some other stuff there that wasn't just yours to kind of like you know i respect you i want to have you be in my you know place of business and since you're kind of one of the founding guys there you know like to to do that i think to look kind of like okay you can come on my you know on my playground or my court you know and, and we'll put your stuff up i think it's a it just it just creates a good a good vibe at that place and so i definitely uh look forward to coming back yeah, man, it was um to have you know have another you know pretty pretty well known uh, <clears throat> artist uh, Sloth is what he goes by. Um, getting to meet him was fucking awesome, and the mural he did was sick. I'm all about <clears throat> I'm all about art in general. I love seeing other breweries cans. I love any art you know that anybody's out there trying to do or doing successfully, and you know because in my mind it's all it's all, you know, successful if you got in it what you got in it and somebody else is getting something completely different out of it. Um, that's what I was always told and how I've always felt about, you know, <clears throat> art in a community is you accept and become, you know, <clears throat> become um, more open to other people and what they're capable of doing and learning from them. And that's kind of what I've done with, you know, some of the guys that have come in and, and done some different things and people I've worked with um, on other projects. So it's, it's always reassuring and, and cool to get to meet somebody else who is living the same kind of lifestyle that you are, but in a, you know, in another industry as well. So that's, that's pretty rad. 
Yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing to me that how the the explosion, especially. I mean, probably first from you know around that four year mark when you got in into it. I mean, it just really the, the cans, you know, the little canvases, and you know, one of the guys. I think one of the guys from Pipeworks we were talking about. He's like, you know, it's like a mini art show. You know, somebody once you drink it, you kind of throw it away, and it's just it was just kind of cool. You know, like you know, you open your fridge and it's all this you know great great art that's in there, and it's amazing that art is now transferred onto beer you know it's a kind of like a you know a record label so to speak right i mean i was always like in college it was it was beer and and then art um and it you know now it's it's completely different now it's my art going on to the beer when before it was just oh it was a whole lot of beer in college and then every <laughs> now and then I would, I would do some art right yeah you know it's come full circle and you know i just want to give a shout out to my parents that you know i told you i told you it would happen yeah Aaron Hart, yeah right <laughs> they inspire they make some crazy stuff and now they get to yeah be immortalized on these cans yeah there you go yeah so what is you said before that you're kind of an analog old school kind of guy so what is your what is your process like you know what do you what do you, I see, again, we'll take a step back. If you go to, uh, you know, check out BJ on Instagram, BJ Scribs with a, with a K S K R I double B S. Um, and you can check out his work there. And what I like there is you're showing some of your sketches, some of your work before it becomes the, the final product. And so, you know, you can see some of your, your pencil and your other, other type of work, but what's your, what's your process like? Oh man. Um, so typically it starts with, uh, you know, me and the other guys, um, you know, one of our other uh, co-owners and our, um, our head brewer, uh, Randy, um, between, you know, between Randy, JT, Chris, um, some of the sales guys, you know, and myself, we will spitball ideas for um, either, you know, the next beer we're going to we plan on doing, um, an idea that we've had or a possible name. Um, so a lot of it is, is us kind of brainstorming at first sitting around. Um, and then we'll, you know, we'll kind of come up with something and then I'll literally, you know, look at the guys and be like, all right, you know, give me, give me an hour or two and I'm going to go over to the office and uh, kind of sit down and, and start, start looking, you know, just, looking for ideas, kind of, kind of getting things flowing. And, and like you said, it's, it's all kind of from head to, to pencil, um, you know, and then it's goes back and forth for a little while. And then finally I get something that I'm feeling and go with it. Um, obviously a lot of stuff we do is, is, I mean, I'm, I'm 34. So a lot of things that, I like are things from the eighties and nineties, anything pop culture, anything, you know, that I grew up on a little, you know, you mentioned the Nintendo stuff. Um, we've taken logos from various, you know, ideas from different movies and different cartoons and shows. And, and it's just kind of like, it's a whole crazy thought process that goes through my head and then I get a spark of an idea, pitch it to the guys. And then they're like, all right, that's perfect. Go, go do you. And for the most, you know, for the most time it's, I come back with a logo and they're digging it. And then we go to, into the next process of 
me lining it out. Um, I've been hand coloring a lot of stuff lately, which we've been scanning in, which saves a lot of the digital work. And you kind of get a different element on um, some of the logos. You get more of that, more of that um, natural, you know, colors and shades and, you know, your, your line work. Uh, a lot of it comes out a lot more crisp. Um, and it's kind of fun for me to see it go from, from pencil to pen to, to color to a scan and then boom we do it on illustrator and have the can label logo and everything all together um it is you know a cool little process um like i said i i hate the computer i hate photoshop it's not my not my thing luckily chris was also a graphic design major so he's able to take whatever it is i produced and throw it onto the into the computer and out comes uh kind of my mine and his little baby of what we were looking for and i guess that's it gets put on a can and people drink it and throw it you know throw it away when they're done or some people peel the label off and save them and you know which is kind of cool because i've seen people send me walls of kind of my artwork on on garage doors and refrigerators shit like that so it's kind of like reusable artwork is kind of a way of uh you know saying it but the process in itself is just kind of give me a couple hours and i'll be back with something and hopefully it works so yeah and so it's kind of cool that you don't have to uh you know you're, you don't have to get on the computer and you have one of your one of your buddies kind of work on it for you so you're truly kind of sticking staying offline with that which is which is nice because like how's he for a guy who hates computers, how's he getting these great? How's he getting these on these cans if he doesn't have to touch computer? I'm like, and if he's not good with a computer, how's he? Because I tried to use Illustrator recently, and it's like I can't do anything with it. I mean, I'm a hack with Photoshop, but I, all that stuff is like, yeah, it's it's. I, I mean, I used I used it back in college, and that was you know a while ago, and that was kind of. You know, luckily, Chris still, I mean, it's cool. Like, I sit there with him. I've kind of learned a lot, you know, from watching and, and, you know, all that. But it's kind of cool. We'll sit there and work on it together while he does all the all the clicking and, and you know, setting up and all that. So, it's, it, it's easier on me. I bring them a drawing that I like. And maybe an hour later, we got it scanned, scanned and put together. and ready to send it off to the printer to print us some labels so i mean it's it's uh it's cool to see it from the starting and, and that's kind of why i try to post like some of the draw the original drawings before they get before they get vectorized and put in you know to the uh on photoshop or not photoshop on um illustrator and whatnot so it's it's a cool it's it's a bigger process than i ever thought it was going to be but it's still we've got it down to kind of a science now to where we're kind of keeping as much of the original image as possible uh for what we're putting on the labels so that's cool yeah and i think that kind of the um not always like the cleanest lines is like a little has a little edge to it like i think that fits in what you're trying to do and that that definitely carries over into the into the you know even though it is going you know quote unquote online or being scanned so i think that that definitely resonates yeah, we, well, me and Christopher, like, he's kind of, I'm really big into, like, street art and, and anything with bold line or, you know, real hard, crisp, 
you know, outline has always been my thing. Um, and that's kind of what he always liked. And that's kind of how he got, you know, back in touch with me. It was like, man, because I dig your shit. It's kind of all very graphically oriented, but still has that, that natural hand-drawn aspect of, you know, of everything. And that's when I was like, well, most of it, it all is hand-drawn, you know? And he was like, oh, I thought a lot of, you know, the stuff you were putting on was kind of this. And it, um, I, I love a good, a good thick black on anything. And we've kind of rolled with it on a lot of the logos and the labels we've done. And it's kind of become kind of become the style that I, I continue to try to run with. Even when we do like color stuff now, you know, I still have that, that thick outline um, on a lot of the work. So. Yeah. Even I mean the logo, you know, lumber sexual, the Maryland, I mean, a lot of that stuff, even it's, yeah, it like sits on top of the color, but the, the art itself is real, you know, shit. I mean, I look at all of them, 10 layer hide. I mean, there's a lot of that, you know? So I think, I think it definitely is, uh, it definitely works. You know, I, I like, I like that too. And I definitely like the use of, uh, spray paint and graffiti, you know, style into it. No, I'm definitely, uh, I'm always, when I'm in town or go somewhere new, I'm always check trying to check out what's down this alley or down this back road or riding the subway or back in Philly. I used to ride the L, you know, and you'd see it, you know, in the buildings and shit like that. Now Philly's got a lot of great street art. Yeah, it's definitely, now it's, now it's like, now it doesn't have to be done like, uh, in like the you know in the in like secret i feel like now i feel it's kind of got a little more kind of come out from the the crevice you know and be able to do it a little more in spots to get more visibility which is sick and there, there are actually a lot of a lot of um cities now like i'm not talking about like people just tagging buildings and stuff right, like that right, right um but like with working with inner city kids and, and all that was you know back to teaching like that was that's kind of all the art they ever knew were people who had sprayed, you know, sprayed their name on a wall or, you know, tag, tag something from some local gang and all that. So I, I always tried to open them up to actual people who were coming and painting over that and doing, you know, giant size murals and, and, you know, doing these different installations of, um, you know, different, different styles of street art. And they like fell in love with that shit. I mean, so they thought that was, it was a different world that they had never really kind of seen, but was also something that they also related to. Um, and that's what I've always taken from like the urban, the urban aspect of a lot of the uh, street art is kind of what I've kind of thrown into, you know, quite a bit of the random, you know, logos that we have done. Um, Cause that's always been a style that, you know, I've always been inspired by and I've always, you know, really dug, you know, from, god probably from high school you know until now so yeah it's cool because like so yeah you have like this maybe iconic image and then you work the logo in in a way it's like you're kind of like tagging or bombing it with your with the RAR, but it's not like it's not it's like subtly done it work like to be integrated with it which i like right right another cool thing is i'm a sports guy i mean like i said i'm from philly i i live in connecticut now so it's not as exciting but like i'm philly sports like to the core. And so I love, you know, you guys have all your, you know, the sports stuff down there and you're supporting the local stuff. And I, I, I dig that a lot. So it's cool. Even, you know, Maryland, which is like a Maryland, Maryland Monroe thing. It's like Maryland, which is Maryland. So 
I, I dig all the little little subtle kind of um, you know Easter egg, so to speak, in there. Yeah, man, we uh, we're we're all from all from the state of Maryland. We're we're all generally Eastern Shore guys. Um, we love our state flag. We love where we're from. We love our sports teams. Um, so it, we've, we've always tried to incorporate as much as of, of home and, and what we're about into, you know, our beer, because the beer is representing the state of Maryland. Um, cause if it's going out to other places, uh, you know, and it's cool to see people that are getting the beer from these can releases and taking them across the U S and, you know, up and down the East coast. And so, I mean, it's, we, we want to represent, you know, what we do and where we're from, you know, as much as possible without, without it being kind of overkill. And we've done, you know, I, I try to incorporate, like you said, with the Maryland, I don't know how anybody has never thought of taking Marilyn Monroe and putting a Maryland flag in her hair before, but um, that's probably one of my favorite, favorite ones that have done all you know honestly so i'm a i'm uh, I'm an idiot dude i didn't i didn't know it was the flag in her hair i was like i thought that was yeah i was like okay there you go see it's like it's it's subtle it's kind of like most people don't get it and see it at first but then you're like oh shit there it is so yeah i like the hybrid things in there so i like yeah i like a good yeah i like i like a good (laughs) subtlety or or like art that just kind of grows when you look at it you learn something new so i definitely I definitely dig on that, and my one of my favorites is is the. I, mean, I haven't had the beer, but when I was there, I got the shirt, the the puck face. I mean, if you were a kid growing up when I was, and you collect, I collected baseball cards like a, like a fool. You know, I mean that the Billy Ripken card. You were like, it was a baseball card, and so you always had to get everything. But it was like a baseball card that said "fuck" on it, like, and you're like a teenager. Like that was like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like my head exploded when I heard about that. Like, and then there was like the cover up and the whole. There was all the different versions of it. I mean, I, I was wrong when I saw when I was at the when I was at the brewery and saw that. We had um, oh man, that was that was a great like, that's that's probably one of my favorite uh, cans that we've done too. I mean, that was I had a lot of fun fun designing that one, and that one meant so much. Like like you said, like growing up, that was like a holy grail that you had to have. Um, and I remember having like maybe like in my card book, you know, probably probably eight to ten of that Billy Ripken card, and but it was like three or four different ones. There was the one with that actually said "fuckface" on it. There was the one that had the the blacked out uh, the blacked out box on the bottom of it, or the blurred out you know handle on the bat like on the bottom. Like it was it, it was cool that 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 card and, and doing that label and you know, getting the attention from, um, from a couple you know, news sources about that was, that, that was fun. That was, uh, I really enjoyed doing that logo. It's still, it's still uh, probably one of my, the funniest ones I think I've done. So, and a lot of people related to it. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I would, I was lucky where I lived. I had two card stores I could walk to. And I mean, like, you don't have a car, you have nothing, you know, you're like, you know, a teenager, but the baseball card shot was like, the place you could go and it was cool and like whatever you're into, if you were the nerdy comic book kid or the nerdy baseball card kid, like you were always there and buy your cards and, but I was like, and you get your, I mean, cause shit didn't like, you didn't find it instantly. So like it literally was like word of mouth about this card, you know? So, I mean, 
It just shows you got you got to proof your shit before you send it off to the printer, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and your parents weren't gonna let you have that card. You had to kind of hide it if you had it. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean my my mom would take me to card shows and stuff. But she wasn't she wasn't hip to that, but it was definitely that was like. That was like fourteen year old me. Like that was, I was like, that's that's some cool shit right there. They said it's fuck. It's on a baseball card, and people didn't even know about it. It was like I'm in. But yeah, and then yeah, then I was there. I got the I got the 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 Tony Hawk stuff. You have the that kind of that the skateboard logo. I think you're doing some really cool stuff over there, man. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, I really it's just a. Uh, it felt good to be there. You know, you can kind of have a, a feeling when you're at a place, and it definitely, you know, the you're creating creating a vibe there. And you got a good staff, so it was just, you know, tip of the cap to that. And we are back. You're listening to episode number twenty nine. That's right, folks. Bainte y nueve. With our good friend, Mr. BJ Wheatley. You can find him on the Instagram at BJ Scribs, B-J-S-K-R-I-B-B-S. He is the man behind the art and design at RAR Brewing. His process, him and the crew get together, they spitball some ideas. Maybe work in a pop culture reference or two. Then he goes to the office and does gets a sketch on. And there you have it. He kicks it old school. We got Tribe on for you. It's the vibe, y'all. Inside, outside, come around. Who's that? Some may I say you call me Charlie. The word is the urban. You do like Bob Marley. Contact. Can I get a hit? Hit. Boom, bit with the brother named Tip. And I'm ready to rip. Now that's one of those things... Maybe we should edit that out. But we're just going to let it go. We've been on a huge tribe kick lately. Excited for one of our upcoming episodes. Episode either 30 or 31 will be Nick Gamma. Responsible for some of the early works at Jive Records. The artwork there, Tribe Called Quest, among others. He's a local here in Connecticut. Mr. Hops and Branding himself. Nick Gamma. So... When BJ mentioned Tribe Called Quest is some of the music that he's been listening to lately. A little teaser for later on in the episode. It was just a no-brainer for us to work some more Tribe into it. It's kind of a good measure for the show. If we've got Tribe Called Quest going on it, if we dig on someone's musical tastes. We started the show off with one of my favorite bands. They're on our bucket list for Must See Live. We get to do that. But that's the Black Keys, Little Black Submarine. You'll kind of hear pretty shortly how important that song is and in my opinion that helped kind of BJ get to where he is so uh, a little teaser there for you don't want to don't want to spoil that excitement for you but you can't go wrong with the black keys and we got a few other artists that we've been tossing around propadelic bumping uglies and to fuck with BJ, we're really going to think about doing the whole, all the music country, but I thought that might not make me welcome back in Cambridge, so we decided to not do that, so, but it was, uh, we, we looked into it. But you're listening to the 16-ounce canvas, the art of craft beer podcast. 
I am AJ Kierens. I'm your host here, as I said, each and every week. That hasn't changed in the last 40 minutes. But really like what we're doing here. Really like that the artists are kind of showing a little bit behind the curtain, their process, project management, what goes into things, how the different breweries approaches. And it's cool to uh, shoot the shit with BJ. You're listening to 16 Ounce Canvas. If you like what you're hearing, head on over to iTunes or wherever you're checking us out, wherever your local podcasts are served. And do us a solid. Maybe just uh, leave a review or a couple, you know, click on the stars. I mean, I'm hopefully you're hopefully if you're listening at this point, you're at least digging it to give us like three stars. So so we'll keep moving, we'll keep shaking, and hopefully we'll get, get four or five stars. But you know, like I said, set the bar low. Maybe three, maybe four. But five would be kick ass. But you're listening to the 16 ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We're going to get right back into it with Mr. B.J. Wheatley from RAR, Real Ale Revival, Cambridge, Maryland, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, not to be confused with Cambridge, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, M.A., state abbreviation. No, it's Cambridge, Maryland, home of the best crab cake in the world, crab cake sandwich. Now, do you remember the first kind of can or, you know, art that was, that you did for them? Like that when you kind of held like that, holy shit, like I'm, my job is now to make beer art among other things. Um, yeah, actually. So like I was saying about the story, I had done, um, how Chris got in contact with me on Facebook or Instagram. I think it was, um, I don't done this little like shoddy. It was while I was teaching. Um, like I said, listening to black keys, I'd done this little, Little um, little submarine, um, just a little sketched out on a piece of loose leaf paper, crumbled up, you know, kind of childish little submarine. Um, and Chris really dug it. And so then, you know, that's when we got chit-chatting. So then they had pitched me, um, or, you know, Chris had talked about, like, the, the different um, core beers we were going to start with. And the first two were nanocoke uh nectar so our ipa um and then it was bucktown brown our uh, american brown ale so i started doing some research on that so th- those were the first two um actual logos that i did that went out on like uh before we even started canning um going out on like tap handle stickers and um you know some of our you know anything for distribution. Um, so that was the tree stump logo, uh, which I did. So that was the first one. And then Bucktown, um, Bucktown, which was the barrel and Bucktown is a road, um, here outside of Cambridge that we all grew up going down and hanging out on. It's a cool little town. Um, they have a Bucktown barrel factory. Um, so we kind of tied in starting out, uh, more local, Nanocoke was there's a uh, you know the Nanocoke trees that were out there obviously the Nanocoke um, uh, tribe that was that was synonymous for Cambridge and the Eastern Shore uh, so we kind of just you know the river just kind of played off of local stuff starting out um, and then we started to when we finally got the canning line up and running and able to produce our own stuff and can it and and inline labeler and the whole process 
um, we started to really venture out a little more and they kind of gave me kind of more of a creative, uh, creative reign on, on kind of doing my, my own kind of thing, which they always have, which has always been cool. I've never been told like, uh, I want you to draw this or I want you to produce this and, and all that. They kind of let me kind of do my own thing, which is, is pretty fucking awesome. And I love every bit of that because I don't, particularly like being told what to do <laughs> so, yeah now have you had ones that you kind of were like they're like well can you try something else like how do you how do you handle uh i find the art people and designers have thicker skin than most i'd be crying no no i mean any any criticism is in my eyes you know is great um good or bad uh I, there's been a couple and there's obviously I'll take them. I've taken them logos before that I personally am not happy with. And just to show them, you know, kind of where I'm headed and what direction, you know, I'm kind of, kind of feeling. And we sit down and mainly it goes through, um, you know, Chris and myself, you know, bring it, bring it to him and we'll kind of look at it. And he, for the most part, most of the time, um, loves them and we go to the next you know the next step but you know there's been a couple that it's taken me a while and some that i've like really struggled with and just kind of you know where you've been working on it for a couple hours and you're just not feeling it and i what i get to the point where i literally just crumble the shit up and start over um I don't like reworking through something. I'm going to, if I don't like it, I'm just going to start from scratch and, and start with a new idea. Um, so it's, it, it hasn't been many that, you know, we've had to go back and kind of do, but I, I typically will not take it to the table or take it to anybody until I am a hundred percent happy with what I've, you know, what I've done. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm my biggest critic because most of the time I hate everything I fucking do. So. <laughs> oh man, well, well, keep keep hating your stuff then, man. Cause it's working. Now, while we were while we were talking, I was scrolling through because I you know, have your stuff up. So for inspiration, while we're talking, I mean, when you when you say when you say it was a little black submarine, I mean that. We'll, we'll post it up when we post the interview up and everything, but. I mean, I mean, that's like a tiny ass thing for that to be the the kind of the jump off point to where you're at now. So did did you pull up like the the one on the piece of paper? Or did you pull yeah. up the mind like Yeah, the little black summary with the song lyrics. I mean, that thing is tiny. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean uh, that. I mean, that kudos to Chris or he's. I mean, who reached out to you, man? That is like he saw something. That's that's excellent. I mean, that's and it's a it's a that great, was okay. It was a bored doodle while I was teaching. Like the kids were working on something, and I'm sitting there jamming out to you know Black Keys and just kind of fiddling around on a piece of paper. Um, but he saw that and loved it. Yeah, I, that's what I was kind of like. Wait a minute, man! That was like a like a five second little doodle there. That was kind of you know nothing. So um, yeah, when I actually when I actually brought him, you know we did a, a Saison, what we used to do, um, mine layer, which was a personal favorite of mine and is actually probably, um, I, I have, it's a funny story. I got the actual mine layer 
Um, logo, which I did as a, another sub, uh, I have that tattooed on me because that kind of started the whole the whole ordeal of where I am now and, and what I'm doing and how being a going from being a you know a high school teacher with very very troubled kids to now being able to do my thing and, and you know it all kind of came full circle so that that actual logo kind of means a lot to me because it was kind of the stepping point of where I'm at now so it was pretty cool look at you getting all deep and shit yeah man no because I was gonna say <laughs> yeah no if you start I was gonna say if you start like from the bottom of his Instagram to see that little submarine and then it just kind of evolves. And so, yeah, I was going to ask, I saw the, the tattoo on there and it's just really, yeah, I think that's amazing. I think, I mean, that, 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 yeah, that little be, I mean, I was thinking, Oh, it's a sketch, but like, it's literally folks like a tiny, like, I don't know, maybe big, small than your, like a baby as big as your thumb. You know, maybe if you have big chunky thumbs and maybe it's not, but the normal thumb, it's like pretty small, I man. It's a pretty small little sketch. So we'll yeah. de- we'll definitely be featuring um when we post the interview up some some black keys with it. I mean we can, that that's almost like a no brainer for me as a from a production standpoint. Now now we're talking. Hell yeah, they're on, they're on, I've seen a lot of tune, mute, mute, uh, concerts, but they're on my bucket list to see. I mean I haven't seen them yet, but their albums can, they it, they do it for me twice. Like they're so good. Yeah, they're uh. We we listen. I got a couple other guys that work in the brewery that that dig them a lot. So we'll we'll have that. We'll have them blaring, you know, when the people are working and and we're doing our thing. So I mean, it's anything to keep you going and and uh, help you get through the day. So I mean, it's m- music helps every one of us out out there with, you know, help helping the day go by a little a little smoother, a little easier, and more enjoyable. So. Amen to that. Amen to that, man. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, it's like, you know, again, we're not trying to be, you know, punny or whatever, but it's just like this. I, I look at it as a soundtrack, you know, of life. Like when I hear songs, they make me think of things that happened or places I was. And so, I don't know. If I, I that would be hard for me to give up if I had a, someone told me how to give up music. And I don't know, in one of those weird, what would you do type of things, but I would be pissed. I would be angry. Yeah, I don't think I'd give up music. I'd probably, I might, might give up a hand, but I don't think I'd give up music. Yeah, fuck no. Uh, that's, music is so deep, so deep. Yeah. It's meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> I might, yeah. I think I might give up a hand if I, instead of that. So I don't know. If you're listening, let me know. Would you give up a hand if you couldn't, instead of giving up music? I think I'd give up the hand. I mean, especially the way things are, though. It'd be cool as fuck to have like a, a bionic hand. Like shit's really cool now. You're not getting like a Captain Hook thing. You get like a cool ass like hand. I don't know if I, maybe I'd want a hook though. I mean, that's. Well, no, I would want like, where I was going, I would want like one of the hands where you can like have different settings. You know what I mean? Like maybe one of your hands is like one of your brushes and it just like really like makes a, it. Like a Nintendo, a Nintendo power glove maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's all I want. I yeah. don't want that. I, oh, yeah. I wanted that when I was a kid and I still never, you know, I want it now. Oh yeah. I, my, my, I guess my quote unquote real job, I work in market research. And when I was like maybe 10 years old, at one of our local malls, they had like, you know, they would recruit, you know, have kids come and they they would do like what they called research. And I got to play with like a prototype power glove. And I was like, this is where my video games are going to go. And then they gave me money. It was like probably one of the coolest things ever. Wait, like, man, you're, you're the guy from the wizard, aren't you? <laughs> no, dude, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was like, you're that, you're that kid. You're the power glove kid from the wizard. <laughs> no, it was like Nintendo's 
I don't know if it was the OG Power Glove, but it was like, it was like, try this out. Would you like to play your game with your hand? And I was like, I was like, whoa, what? I was like, this is not like, I didn't try. I was like, are you serious? They're like, yeah, just, it was like totally like, I probably got, there's probably sparks coming out of it, but I was like, all right, you're going to give me money. And my parents said, it's okay. I'm like, what could go wrong here? And there we were. So it was awesome. I I play a game with my hand all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a natural game. I'm a, I got a high score yeah. going. I'm definitely yeah high score in the Northeast. <laughs> you were you that you were the bad guy from the Wizard. Fred Savage hates you. Yeah, uh, look at you. No, I, I'm not a bad guy. I'm, oh, Fred. You gotta make a Fred Savage label. There you go. Oh man, that would be. Have you um? Have you talked to the guys at uh, at, at Hoof? Have you done anything with them, the Hoof uh, Rardick guys? Yeah, yeah, Hoof Tom. Hardick. Yeah, Tom Lesnar. Yeah, who's on? We had him on. Uh, yeah, we did a uh, we did a collaboration with them, um, and the the label he did it was a uh, uh, party at Steve Gutenberg's house. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it just had Steve Gutenberg with no pants on, <laughs> like on the front. Oh man, that shit had me fucking dying. Had me dying. Uh, I mean, yeah, like the stuff they come out with. He says like that, like they're just talking, and uh, his buddy who owns it is just like, "This is what it's gonna be." Here's the name of the beer. Like, and they did one, uh, key bumps, and they're like, "We both have never done like drugs, but like we think that'd be a hilarious name for a beer." I'm gonna like, he's like, "Okay," so it's like a mound of like cocaine on it, and it's like, "Oh, it's hilarious." Yeah, and they don't. God, they they push every boundary imaginable. They just don't care. I right. love it. Yeah, yeah. He told the story of like when he's like, "Okay, I'm going to open this brewery." And he's like, "Oh yeah, great." And he like he told his wife what the name was going to be, and he, she was like, "You can't do that." And he's like, "Fucking watch me." That's what that's the story they tell on the other side. He's like, "Fucking watch me." And then, yeah, I didn't get it for a yeah. while at first. I was like, because the way I pronounced stuff, I guess I wasn't doing it right. And I said it to somebody else, and I started rolling, and I so I said it slower, and I was just like. Holy crap! This like this is somebody's brewery name. It's a fucking amazing, and the beer's killer. Hoof Rardit or Hoof Hardit. See, we did a beer with them called Hoof Rardit with R A R in it. Oh, there you go. So now every so now every time I say their their name, I say the beer we did, and it's so hard not to say it because it took us so long to kind of you know kind of, like you were saying, just kind of say it out loud and get it. Right. And you're like, oh. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, it now, was like now. Now he's saying like, see how quick other people get. I'm like, come on, don't be, don't be a dummy. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> now, now those guys, man, they came down to the collab. You know, we've been there, and they've come down here, so they they were all cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, how does that work? Collab with the art? Did 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 you work with Tom, or just kind of you? Like, if it's you guys release it, you you take over, and if you if they release it, Tom does it. Is that how you guys work it? So with the one we did, we actually, I didn't like personally, um, uh, personally get to talk to Tom or, you know, hang out with Tom or anything. Um, so I had done, we'd each done two different parts to it. Um, I have a, a donkey that I had drawn, um, with his ass facing the can and him turned around looking at you. And then Tom went ahead and he added, some like gargoyle and like a, a shipping container and some really out there like um like giant centipede alien centipede i don't know the can label was wild man it was 
it was great. It turned out awesome for two, like myself and him to not really even be working together, but to work on something and on two different levels of it and combine it. And it still went together with the two images was, uh, was pretty fucking cool actually. Yeah, it is cool. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of the artists they talked to were like, I would like to collaborate with somebody else. And a few times I, right. oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a few times we, uh, have talked to folks. Like I just talked to, um, uh, Kevin Simo, who does work for Trillium and, he do work with uh they did a collab with Omnipolio and he's like anytime I we do something, I'll reach out to them and make sure like any anybody make sure we're kind of representing their brand well too. And he's like, I you know, so I did a piece and I sent it over to Carl and he came back with his like his signature look on it and it's it was so he was pretty excited. So it's cool to hear like you're saying before, like about just appreciating art. Like I just when you can hear in, uh, you know, somebody's voice, you know, just their gen you know, genuineness, it kind of at least it resonates with me, and I think when folks listen, they definitely dig it. Right, right. I mean, and it's um, with with there's so many other great you know artists and people working on these these labels that you know, you know, some people really just want the the beer, but then a lot of people are drawn to what what's helping sell the beer, and you know, not only the what's in the can, but what's on the outside of the can to see that aspect and to see it get respected on, on so many different levels, um, from, you know, so many different people. And then all the people involved and the love they get for it is, it is really cool. And I'm always, in, you know, inspired and, uh, you know, digging what I'm seeing other breweries do, you know, all over the U S and it's, it's really cool to kind of, see see its popularity now and how a lot of the you know the artists are really getting you know getting recognition for what's on the label and and helping sell the product which is which is awesome yeah and i think now i mean that's exactly that i mean and i, I thank you right from the jump you know i reached out soon i reached out i mean pretty early on and bj was like yeah i'm in you know so it was nice um and then you know just by following along i mean i got turned on to sloth from you and so I've been digging his stuff and just like that was, that's just cool to me. Like, I think it, you know, business can be cutthroat, right. And you know, you, you think the art has to be at a different standard. And I just think to have that respect and kind of promote others when it doesn't do you any, you know, you're not gaining anything from it. So I think that, you know, more just in general in life, I think more folks can, can learn from that example. You know, it's not always had to be so yeah, self-serving. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It is. It's a, uh, I, I'm a I'm a little little nobody from the eastern shore of Cambridge, Maryland. Like most people don't even know it's you know it's there. Um, so to get you know to be able to you know kind of not even necessarily work, but you know get get respect from other people on on you know what I'm do, what I'm doing and what it is compared to you know some of these other big known artists that are doing stuff. That that in, you know itself is. Um, payment for me like that's that's cool that's you know if it, it gets me recognized for what i'm doing you know so be it but to just to get the love from you know everybody from our our local you know our locals that that supported us since day one or all these people that are driving to the can releases and and to hear them when i'm there you know chit chat about about the logos and how much they like that 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 in itself is you know is cool to me and you know, I get so much more, uh, so much more, uh, you know, little happy little feelings on the inside when, uh, when people were telling me they're digging my stuff. 
Warm fuzzies for BJ. Warm fuzzies for BJ. Warm fuzzies. That might be a new band name. Warm fuzzies. Actually, yeah. But yeah, no, I, that's what that's what drew me. And like I said, and another cool thing is, that, which shows how much you know you, art is important to you. And you know the the, the brewery. We talked before about the pop up, you know, with the Nintendo stuff. And you got you know you got another one coming up. It'll probably be in the past by the time we go live with this, but. You know what's the what's the story with that? I know you also did one where I think there was like kind of like garbage bell kids or something like that, where you kind of did like <laughs> you know, did some stuff there. You know, with the, the different members of the you know the RAR family, kind of you know immortalized. And so, how'd that come to be? Uh, no, another, I guess, the drunken meeting between um between me and Chris, I mean, we, we like, we just get through these wild ideas about we're always trying to stay fresh and we're always trying to like, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of reinvent things, um, that we know will, especially for our demographic, will will really grab their attention and, and, you know, kind of be like, what, what the hell are these guys at RAR doing now? So like with the, the garbage ale kids, um, we were having a downtown festival, um, I think this was in July, first week of July, we had done it. And it was, um, this, they shut down the street and they have all these local vendors out there and all that. So we had rented an old, um, the old newspaper, um, newspaper place from downtown. And they kind of use it just as an office every now and then. So we kind of moved stuff in the back and, and kind of turned it into this mini, mini art gallery. Um, and I had done prints of, uh, all hand drawn, hand colored, um, prints of all the guys that work in the, uh, the back of the house and the brewery, um, and the tap room, um, and kind of gave them their own little, their own little, you know, garbage, garbage pale kids kind of twist to them of, you know, whatever they were into. Like one of the guys is really into bees and, and making honey and all this other weird shit. So I drew him as like a beehive, like, you know, as old beehive Ben. Um, you know, so it was just fun and it was cool. We did a little, uh, little silent auction on it and, uh, all the proceeds went to our local, uh, downtown, uh, Cambridge main street, which we're located on. So kind of, you know, just anything to give back and to help downtown and, and to help Cambridge grow. Like we've seen it grow since we've arrived. Um, you know, it was cool. So that little, the little pop-up art show was, uh, was a great experience. We had a lot of fun with it. I had like a smoking jacket on and a monocle and a pipe. I mean, really, really just kind of getting the, the whole art gallery vibe, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. And one of the, we had a fucking violinist. Like, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. I had a great time with it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. What no, we that... did was just, that's what, that's what it seems like. I, that's what I mean. I definitely like the work hard, play hard you guys have there, and I, it definitely uh, it resonates. And I think that's important, you know. So I definitely, uh, I one of the things that we're and we'll definitely be hitting you up if it becomes reality is we're trying to, at least in the early stages now of trying to see about you know doing almost like a beer festival, but flipping it and doing it maybe like an art, like kind of like what you guys did, but be more focused on the art and then. If we featured artists, we would have their beers or breweries, you know, pour, so to speak, at the event. So it's super early stages, but you guys doing stuff like that kind of encouraged me to kind of keep pushing with it. 
Yeah, that's great. Well, that's like the the one I did, uh, or the one I got coming up um, this weekend. Obviously, like you said, probably will be past due when when you hear about it. Um, so I've I've teamed up with you know how I was talking about just getting involved with other artists. Um, I teamed up with a friend of mine, um, another local artist. He's a he's a woodsman, a woods woodsman, I guess you would say. He likes to cut wood. He's um, got so wood. what he's he, he cuts wood. Um, but he's done. Uh, he's taken a lot of my logos, and has done wood cutouts of them, um, and is painting them. You know, and we're doing that kind of in the in a show together. So he's doing his wood cutouts of my logos, and you know of the RR logos, various ones, beers we've done in the past, beers we got coming up, like stuff like that. Um, and I've done um, paintings and, and different different variations of the uh of the logos that i've done um and we're doing a you know doing a silent auction on them again um so i mean it's just a cool way for like you know just kind of get you know it's cool tagging up with brian um you know guy doing doing the show with um and, and to get him like he's trying to start you know his thing with doing these wood cutouts of different things and trying to start his own little side business with that and you know you know, to get somebody else that's taking, you know, a work of mine, you know, and was like, Hey, can I do a cutout sign of this? I'm like, yeah, fucking right, man. Like, I can't wait. I want to see what, I want to see what this looks at. Looks yeah. Like. Yeah. The so, lumber, yeah. The lumber sexual one he has up on his, we'll give some love to, to Brian, uh, Chapel Creek customs. Yeah. I mean, the lumber sexual one he has is, is sick. So that's really impressive. That, right. you know. I was like, man, I was like, I may have to buy one of these. Like, these are. Uh, he did a he did the bird, um, the Oriole logo that that I did. Uh, he did a, a cut out of that, you know, and I ended up buying that from him because it's in my office right now. Like, I love it, man. It's it's great, you know. That you know, he and he had kind of contacted me and was like, hey, uh, do you care if I do this? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Let me know, like, show me pictures done and how much you want for it. I'll buy it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, just right, just, I don't know, full circle, right? I mean, you did that little doodle, right? And Black Keys inspired that. <laughs> and this guy's doing, you know, doing a kind of spin off of your stuff. And who knows, you know, I think that, and the fact that it's on that local community, it, it's just great. I mean, I think that that's to be so, you know, community conscious, I think is really important. And not to mention, folks, if you're ever in that area, I mean, it is one of, it's it, actually, it's the best crab sandwich. You know, I've ever had like not even close. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That thing was killed. I was gonna get some other shit on the menu, and and the DJ was like, "Oh, this is our award-winning crab sandwich. You might want to try this one." And I was like, uh, "I was like, I'm in," and it was yeah. I definitely can't wait to get back there. I mean, just for that alone. Obviously, it'd be nice to meet you, but that sandwich was was banging good. I almost took one for the road. I almost got a, a roadie. This the sandwich is uh the sandwich is a lot better than me. I'm just. Letting you know that. All right. Well, we'll set the bar low, and then you'll over impress me. You know, there we go. It's what, it's what Maryland does best, and it's what it's what uh, the Eastern Shore does best. I mean, we're that's all we know is seafood, and obviously crab is is huge. And um, any if you don't if you don't have a a good crab cake sandwich on your menu, and and you're on the Eastern Shore of Maryland, you're fucking doing something wrong. So I mean, thank you for the the you know saying that 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 crab cake is, is good. Cause other people thought so too. And gave us a, uh, 
Yeah, my, my, yeah. Some of them. award for it. So. Yeah, the only thing I would say is it, it was when I was there, it was on the chalkboard and it wasn't on the physical menu. Like that should be his like own like sub insert. Like this stuff, right. like no, be like this it, stuff over here. Yeah. yeah, this stuff over here looks good, but if you unless you can check off the, I've had this crab cake sandwich. You should not be getting anything else. Or, or unless right. you have a seafood allergy, then then I guess we'll let you pass. But if you have that, then you're really missing out. I don't trust people that have seafood allergies. <laughs> yeah, it's like just risk it. Prove yourself to BJ. You might die, but he'll think more of you. <laughs> now, what are your uh, what are your favorite beers over there? What do you what do you what are you crushing? I guess what are you not uh, crushing? Right now, I'm actually as I'm as I'm talking to you, I'm uh I'm drinking our newest uh, version of the Maryland the uh, the double dry hop. Um, with the mosaic and galaxy, uh, we released that mm, two, three weeks ago. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, that, that's what I've, I've been crushing for the few weeks until it's gone. So that's like our, our American blonde, uh, light, perfect time, you know, for this, for this time of year. Um, I could drink it year round. I love it. It's 5.9. It's super, super easy to drink. And it's got my it's got my beautiful little bitch Marilyn on there who I love. Yeah, love, love I, I like that one too. With like the it's got the, like the fluorescent pink on it, so it definitely that one is, and that's one of your prints I think coming up too. So I definitely I definitely dig on it with the the, the spray paint. It's a it's a perfect spray paint type of vibe to it. And the fumes are good too. That always yeah. helps. <laughs> yeah, the five point nine is a little easy drinking so little little close quarters paint huff always gets it going after after you've been huffing paint all day this this beer is perfect yeah that's <laughs> that, yeah folks we're our we're the number one podcast for um paint huffers so definitely we're definitely <laughs> we're we're reaching our niche here so yeah um now one well, yeah we've been trying to we've been trying to coordinate like i said a couple times and when we spoke last week uh you were being interviewed by the Travel Channel. Is that what, is that what I remember? I can't disclose any of that information right now. All right, I like it. Do 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 breaking news. Well, I edited that shit. Out. No, that's all right. Yeah. No, so we, uh, we yeah we uh we had the the guy from um booze booze traveler on a uh, Travel Channel um and um. We took him on a trip to uh, Smith Island, which is this tiny little island uh, at the end of Maryland, down in uh, Crisfield, God, God's country. And uh, he wanted to talk about the 10-layer beer that we had done, which is based off of the Smith Island cake, which is this, it's the state cake, the state dessert, which I didn't know even existed. Yeah, I was going to um, say, yeah, when I look up stuff about like states, I find all these like, there's like slogans, which is not the same as like a motto. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a lot of it's a bunch of bullshit, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah, right. But this is cool. Like she got, you know, we we got the a couple of years ago when we first started doing the beer, we you know went and met the, you know, kind of a descendant of, you know, I think her mother was the one who started making these cakes, and then they've kind of, you know, just become very popular, and they are absolutely fucking delicious. So we tried to mimic a beer um, off of this chocolate ten-layer cake, and um, I guess the Travel Channel was coming to do a show on 
about things in Maryland and involved in the Chesapeake Bay and, and heard about these cakes and then heard about these boys who made a beer based off of the cake and wouldn't have talked to both of us about it. So, um, my, uh, my beautiful little hairy mug is going to be on TV in a couple months, I believe talking about this, uh, beer and the, the, uh, can label and what, how I was inspired by drawing or eating this cake and draw it to a logo of a cake. And I don't know, man, it was, it was quite the experience. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say we, we had to catch BJ for the episode aired because once his shit blew up and he was, you know, world famous, then he definitely would not be coming slumming it with us here on the podcast. So we, we, we caught him early folks. We got him. We got him before. <laughs> this, this is I, before keep yeah. random, like, uh, I keep getting random uh, phone calls from like, it just says California on it and I'm scared to answer it. I don't know what, I don't know if they like my little uh, my little Eastern Shore twang or. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, you yeah. definitely. You've got a a brogue, little Maryland brogue there. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the way you say, the way you say no, because I'm like I said from Philly, and I've sadly lost a good chunk of my uh, Philly words. Other than uh, even I don't say water anymore, which I get the dirtiest it looks from my my siblings about. But yeah, home and phone and stuff like that. It's just funny. I still right. I still I still carry those East Coast O's. Now, yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, I waited till the end of the interview because I'm I'm an Eagles fan and you're a Redskins fan, and so I figured I'd wait till the end before I just tell you that in case you decide not to talk to me anymore after after we won on Sunday. It's funny you can say that, but I'm neither a Redskins or a Ravens fan. Oh, beautiful! I hate hate both those teams. Oh, beautiful! Wait, high fives all around. Fuck yeah, dude! High fives to BJ. I lived with a uh, with an Eagles fan for a solid probably seven years and had to listen to all his nonsense and complaining of them sucking every year, so it's a uh, it's okay. All right, I'm a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Seahawks fan since uh, since about '99, so it's it's all good for me. All right, man. Steve Largent, one of my good, yeah uh, one of my good buddies, is out in uh, Seattle. I really have nothing bad to say about the Seahawks. You're not a Redskins fan. I'm pretty happy. Life is good. You've been with an Eagles fan, so you've seen the sadness of a grown man cry. And so, yeah, I don't really got anything else to, to add to that. Man, he was my be- he's been my best friend since uh, <laughs> high school, and, and uh, watching watching him and, and McNabb all all break down and cry and struggle and throw up and everything that I've seen since then has been uh, it's been a pleasant experience. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm raising my. I have two boys. I'm raising one, one. Well, one of my sons is a mama's boy, so my wife is a Giants fan. So he's only three, so I'm just letting him, you know, keep her happy as long as possible. Wait, yeah. you, you married a Giants fan? Yeah, man. You got yeah. The heart oh. wants what the heart wants, man. Yeah. House household divided. Oh yeah, she just posted a picture the other day on Instagram of like, I'll send it to you. It's of of our, you know. Of our uh, the, our bedroom and her pillowcase she put out for the opener was the Giants and mine's the Eagles. It's pretty funny. I tried for like a, I tried for like half a season, and this is gonna sound insensitive, but whatever. We're not. I tried for a season, and I thought that she was gonna be an Eagles fan. You know, she was like watching the games with me. I literally learned she was just you know placating me. That's what wives do to make the husbands feel you know important. Thank you, honey. I appreciate it every day. And so. The season's going on. I'm like, all right. And then one day this box comes from like NFL.com. And I was like, select. I was like, wow. Like, she loves me. She got me something cool. Told, you know, and she pulls out this fucking Victor Cruz jersey. And I was like, what the hell is that? 
And yeah, and I was like, but what about, she goes, there's no way I could ever do that. You know that, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like felt really like, and she's and like her late father, like was a Giants fan. She's like, my dad would roll over in his grave if, you know, he knew I was an Eagles fan. And I go, I, I, I go, all right, I go, argument's over. I go, you played the dead father card. Like, you know, I can't trump that. Like, I was like, I was like, I was like, you know, I'm like, all right, Frank. I'm like, you won, won this round. I'm like, but, uh. I can't really say anything about, about about that one. So yeah, that's how that you can like it. you can like whatever team you want. I bet you that's tough though. I mean, with the with the Giants actually being uh, being good and the Eagles oh, yeah. being the Eagles. right. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, all Philly teams. Uh, 2008 when they won the World Series, like I still don't believe that that happened for the for the Phillies. Like I'm kind of like I know it happened, but like. I had a, a cup that I kept and every time I, we would watch it, it would like fade a little bit. And I thought it was like back to the future. Like I thought like once that cup, <laughs> like the ink came off it, then like it didn't happen. So like I stopped washing it. Like I would just hand wash that thing. It like didn't go to the dishwasher and I got like another year out of it before it like cracked. But I was like, Oh no, like that maybe it didn't happen. I'm like, you know, Michael J. Fox wouldn't lead me astray. So yeah, but yeah, it, it works. Yeah. It works. I got Phillies fan. She's like the Phillies. She doesn't really care about basketball, so I get that one. And then I converted my brother-in-law to a Flyers fan, so I'll take what I can get. I found a few, you know, oddballs here in New England, so it works itself out. It's a, uh, it's a great, great bad sports city, though. I will give it that. Yeah, like everyone loves it, cause but like that's the worst part about Connecticut, though. There's no sports team. I mean, we are are the best team here is the Connecticut women's basketball team, which is amazing. But that's like that's not really <laughs> exciting. Yeah, it's like okay, that's cool, but like they're the best team in history. But like they're, uh, I'll, just, I'll leave it at that. I think we're on the same page with that. Right. One. Are most people up that way? Are they more Patriots fans than the further than the, the closer you get to? Because I'm below New Haven, so I'm kind of like in the middle. The closer you get right. to Hartford, it definitely is way more Patriots. Down in my my zone, it's um, like it's fun because we got Jets fans here, so like they're kind of like the Eagles of like you know like this area. Well, so that, like, that was the other thing I was gonna say. I was like, and it's probably more Jets fans than like Giants fans. Yeah, it's like Jets, Giants, and Patriots, and it's like kind of depends on like what part of the air of the state you're in. There's a different mix, yeah. but. It's like, oh, you're a Jets fan. Like, you really can't, you know, you're a Jets fan, so I know how you feel. And you wear green. Like, it must be the, you know, the color. But, yeah, so that's kind of how it goes. But the Giants winning two Super Bowls in our lifetime and hosting our annual Super Bowl party, like, that was, like, just the kicker. I was like, I remember when you were just sitting on the steps being like, why can't the Eagles, why can't the Eagles just ever be good? Wasn't wasn't one of my proudest um, moments, (laughs) but shit happens. That's all right. I mean, I, I watched the the Seahawks the ready to repeat Super Bowl champions, be re- repeat Super Bowl champions, and then uh, they decide to not run the ball when it's on the uh, oh, the one man. yard line, and throw, throw an interception to lose the game. I like, so, yeah, that was. I mean, that was all. Oh, yeah. I, I laid in my living room floor for about um about a solid <laughs> half an hour, and literally everybody that was out the house when I got up, they were most of them were gone. Yeah, that's how I it was just, with the I, yeah with the. Were, I just laid there. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was. The Eagles losing the Patriots. I was like, oh, that was awful. But um, one of the things I'm this is one of my favorite questions to ask folks, and I'm excited for your answer. Um, 
you, we haven't met in person, but you can tell from my, my face. In a former life, I did I was a DJ, and so I did the whole radio thing for a while and tried to give it a go. But what type of music are you playing? You know, obviously we talked about the Black Keys when you're creating. Like I I can't imagine you you know working in silence. So what are you rocking out to, or what are you what are you listening to? Oh, so uh, I'm listening to actually. Uh, the, I've been working on these paintings for this show, um, so I've been doing anything. I, my 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 range is anywhere. I've been listening to uh, some childish Gambino, Do- Donald Glover. If anybody knows who that is, um, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff. Um, this wild uh, white rapper, Little Dicky. If you've ever listened to any of his stuff. So I'm going anywhere from that to some of my local guys um, out of Annapolis, uh, Bumpin' Uglies. They're uh, like white boy reggae. Uh, been into them a little bit. Uh, it's just all over the place, man. It's like well, I don't. It depends on what time it is, what I'm working on, where I am. Um, obviously, Black Keys Radio on on Pandora is always always a go-to. Um, shit, man. It's it's all over the place. Like it's. I got some boys from out of out of Ohio just got their own uh, Pandora station, Tropodelic. Um, their the, their station kills me with uh, a lot of the good stuff they put on there. Um, I don't know, man, it's funky. Tribe Called Quest, I think I had on this morning. So I mean, it's it, it's all in the mood, man. It's there, there's no no genre I'm not listening to except fucking country music. I can't listen to country music. I may sound country, I may be from the country. But I hate country music. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how people can listen to it, man. It is, shoo. Because there's dr- something else. Because they're drunk as fuck when they listen to it. I'm drunk half the time too, but it doesn't mean I have to listen to that stuff. <laughs> I don't want to hear about like, you know, my dog left, my girl left, the trucks broke. Yeah. Long nowhere to work. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I just, I can't, can't do it, man. Can't do it. Yeah, I think that's usually yeah, because like that's I, I usually. I mean, I like yeah, I like I pretty much like everything, but like twangy honky tonk country just doesn't do it for me. Like I don't know, I would consider like Wilco alt country or all that stuff, and but like I can't yeah, and I I like bluegrass, but I can't get into I can't get into like you know what you're talking about. Does yeah, I try. like bluegrass? Absolutely love it. I got yeah. a couple guys at tap room, um, you know, a couple random uh bluegrass bands or you know guys that will come and play banjos and like you know all that like it's i I, my my music spectrum is like all over the place like we got a hip-hop act playing um our next camp release like during the day you know another friend of mine like you know he's starting to blow up devin beck you know look him up my boy's good um but like we're we're just I'm, i'm all over the place man like i said it depends on on the mood and a lot of the guys like when we're canning and having to do like 600 cases of, of beer for a weekend that we're going to sell and late can and label it like you got to have music on or it's a long fucking day of you know monotonous work of just back and forth so you got to have a good playlist you got to have something that everybody typically relates to a lot of us you know guys are in our our you know late 20s early 30s so we're listening to a lot of uh 90s 90s hip-hop um is a great station like that we you know we'll fuck around with um i'm big into you know 90s alternative like you know just any anything from that era when oh 
I remember when these bands were awesome and I was like 15 or 16 and then and the music still like stands like that's kind of like I can't get into you know many of the other newer cats with some of their stuff but um yeah like I said but like I said the black key got you know guys from there are, are sick um anything with a great guitar I also love bands that throw in random horns I'm a big horn man you right. play the saxophone I'm gonna listen to saxophone all goddamn day <laughs> maybe maybe take my pants off I don't know who knows who knows where it's gonna go now who gets a what's the who gets the who's in charge of the radio at the at, over at RAR like how do you get that that distinction um, we give um for the most part it's like if I'm over there canning I, I give the guys who work over there like all the time um who are there on the line they get free reign to start but if I can't stand your stuff within an hour into it we got a we got a, a Bose like app on our phone that we can control the station so we have the, we all have the app on our on our phone. So you'll be randomly listening to a song, and then next next thing you know, something else is coming on. Like everybody's, it gets flip flop back and forth, which is actually kind of funny. Because um, like a trick we like to do, let's say like you know, Andrew's in there listening to his weird little uh, you know little pop pop punk emo band, crybaby music. Um, I like to call it, I like to call it crybaby music. A couple of the guys there listen to it all the time. And then we got another guy. He listen. We call him Dad Rock because he just listens to like CCR and and Skinner and you know Led Zeppelin, all, all of those bands. So it's like it's everybody has their different different styles. One of our brewers listens to like coffee rock music. It makes him just want to like either drink a bunch of coffee or or leave. Um, so, what I, so what I like to do with the guys is because uh, I can be a bit of a dick um, I put Disney radio on and then leave through our app so then they're in there and you're like oh god it's a whole new a whole new world just came on I don't know what's going on uh, who, put the Aladdin, who put the Aladdin soundtrack on um, so we all fuck around man. We, have, we have a good time we like fucking with each other and but we, we always tend to find and gravitate towards something that everybody's like, all right, we, we can listen to this and get the job done. And that that's fucking great. So That is great. Yeah, I definitely I definitely uh, picked up on that. I definitely work hard. Like I said, work hard, play hard. And the, the best jokes are when you're messing with your buddies and, you know, you're making beer and having a good time. So I definitely uh, I definitely respect that, man. So I, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, man, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, you don't have to edit too much of me. No, I'm. I'm probably gonna. I mean, I don't really edit much. I mean, I edit the the levels and stuff like that, and I cut it into three segments. But I just kind of just let it, you know people be who they are, and I think it's cool. So I mean, we'll uh, we, yeah, we'll, we'll have a good go with this, man. So I thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, BJ. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Yeah, I look forward to, to crushing a few together and just. I appreciate your hospitality when I was down there, even though you weren't there. It, it was definitely a, a surprise and much appreciated. Yeah, man. No problem. Absolutely. You got to definitely get together. All right. Uh, good luck this we weekend. Did. Good luck this weekend, man. Hope the show goes well. Thanks, man. All right. Later, right, Bridget. Bye. At Boston's college shopping, 
an alcoholic with all that knowledge i'm still prone to hit the bottle and there we have it folks the essential the one and only mr bj wheatley raw brewing cambridge maryland we're listening in the background to tropidelic featuring bumping uglies so it's psyched. We was trying to get the music. We was digging on the bumpins, the bumpin' uglies, and then the trompadelic has the you know the the funk, the reggae, as he calls it, white boy reggae. I mean, Sublime is is up there. They're one of my my loves. Forty ounces of freedom, maybe one of the best albums. Just period. So to see them collaborating together, all about that collaboration. He collaborated with our boy Tom Lesnar of Hoof Hearted. It wasn't me on Hoof Hearted. If you look it up, you can see his jackass with the the goblin and the crate. and It's just great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Everyone plays nice together in the sandbox. You're listening to the 16-ounce canvas, or you were listening to it. I guess you still are, but it's just the part where you're probably either fast-forwarding or uh, just shut it down already. But we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We're having a great time. It's another great episode. Really like it. Just love it if we can do the more of these interviews in person. And I think that, you know, BJ's and I interview probably would have gone well. There might have been some uh, intoxication. So the end might have been a little crazy. Funny little uh, side note, we'll have to play the outtake for you you know bj and i were talking about the uh, 16 ounce dude or die and some of the um wild uh, images that were were created if you're trying to get a little taste for it um check out the road trip i think that was one of the, the first ones there's uh, some interesting takes on road trip and while we were doing it my son came in and uh, interrupted us and so it was just kind of uh kind of funny that was the first time that from the home studio that we were uh kind of interrupted by the the spawn there so daniel's got a got a knack for radio so we just uh rolled with it and and uh, bj was clutch with that so thanks to that for for being understanding but like i said 16 ounce canvas art of craft beer podcast 16 ounce canvas 16ozcanvas.com is our website you can check out raw brewing at rar real l revival so that's rarbrewing.com you can check out the one and only Mr. BJ Scribs, B-J-S-K-R-I to the double B-S on the Instagram machine. You can see his artwork there. You can find out about his next pop-up when what he's working on. I'll give you a little preview of that and just some of the hijinks that are Mr. Wheatley. And also, if you're an Instagram-er or you're gramming, Instagramming, R. A R B R E W RAR Brew. So going over there, you can find out more information about upcoming releases, meet the crew, find out about next pop-up. They just added some new art in the brewery. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, those heroes in a half shell, you know, turtle power. It replaced the Nintendo ones, which I am bittersweet about since I missed the opportunity to purchase that. So I was thinking of something creative. I was looking forward to 
rocking a original Wheatley in the crib in the studio. But I got a feeling that Mr. BJ will be putting out much, much more in the future. So until next time, stay tuned, keep in touch, hold that beer in your hand just a few seconds longer, and realize all the hard work, all the behind the scenes, creativity, everything that went into that to make it possible, not to mention the beer inside of it. So hopefully the beer inside of that can is just as good as the artwork and design on the outside. But that is all, my friends. Until next week, we will talk to you then. Okay. Log off. Shut her down. Get her done.